welcome to another episode of House Life. I'm Azhar Basri. House Life, everyone. This is the month of March. A lot of things has been happening within this month alone, and one of the most hot topic has been going around lately is the tudong issue. So, what exactly is the tudong issue? Tudong is a Muslim, a female Muslim's uh, headscarf that's meant to uh, cover their modesty. That's the most simplistic way of explaining it. It's been an issue in Singapore for decades. And from time to time, it's being raised and debated within the government and society. So this latest episode is no different from previous years. Actually, I'm wrong in that sense. This latest episode is a little bit different because in the past, the government has been steadfast in their position that the tudung cannot be worn by uniform personnel, which include uh, nurses. But this time, I won't say they have softened their position, but it seems that this time round, through public pressure, for one, they might start to give it a bit more consideration. So let's just recap what happened, how it all started in this latest episode of the Tudong issue. It all started on February the 24th in his budget debate speech, the opposition workers' party member of parliament, Faisal Manap, in Malay, reiterate his call to allow the use of the tudung as part of a nurse's uniform. Mr. Faisal raised the point in response to Deputy Prime Minister Heng Sui Kate's speech about the government's plan to balance local and foreign workers. Here is part of Mr. Faisal Manap's speech regarding the Tudong issue. Uh, his speech is in Malay and I'll try to uh, translate it for our English listeners. Tuan di sini saya ingin mengulangi suruhan saya untuk membenarkan pemakaian Tudong sebagai sebahagian daripada pakaian seragam jururawat. Tidak boleh nafikan bahawa wujud sebahagian dari muslimah yang terpaksa membatalkan hasrat mereka untuk berkhidmat sebagai jururawat kerana mereka tahu yang mereka akan dilarang dari memakai tudung. Melalui membenarkan pemakaian tudung sebagai sebahagian dari seragam jururawat, jururawat, mungkin lebih ramai muslimah yang boleh memenuhi hasrat mereka untuk bertugas sebagai jururawat. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. So, Mr. Faisal Manap raised a point regarding the use of the tudung will hinder Muslim women who have aspirations to become nurses from pursuing that line of career because the tudung is not allowed as part of the uh, nurses' uniform. So, Mr. Faisal Manap uh, seek the government to uh, reconsider this rule. And then on March the 8th, in Parliament, Minister in Charge of Muslim Affairs, Masagos Zulkifli, made his response to Mr. Faisal's uh, comments. And that is where he opened the can of worms. This is what Mr. Masagos Zulkifli said during his speech. Mr. Faisal Manap earlier asked for nurses and those serving in uniform services during the budget to be allowed to wear the tudung. We empathize with the views 
of those who want to don, to don the tudung as part of their uniform in nursing. This is not the first time Mr. Faisal has raised this as have other PAP Malay Muslim MPs previously. Indeed, many Muslim women contribute meaningfully and serve our nation and society through noble jobs such as nursing and their contributions have been tremendous, especially during the pandemic. Our government's secular stand has been consistently clear when it comes to policy making. This is our approach when dealing even-handedly with requests from different religious groups, especially when it affects our common spaces. This point was made by Mr. Minister Shamugam earlier, and I note that the Leader of Opposition, Mr. Pristam Singh, agreed with such an approach during MHA's COS debate. Save for the practices that we inherited as a legacy from the British government, our uniform policy in the public service cannot be tilted towards any religious belief, any particular religious belief. I would like to explain why this can be sensitive and, in this case, one of many considerations. In our multiracial society, in services that play critical roles in our society, the uniform is a visible sign that the service is rendered equally regardless of race or religion. Allowing tudongs would introduce a very visible religious marker that identifies every tudong-wearing female nurse or uniform officer as a Muslim. This has significant implications. We do not want patients to prefer or not prefer to be served by a Muslim nurse. Nor do we want people to think that public security is being enforced by a Muslim or non-Muslim police officer. This is what makes the decision difficult and sensitive. Public aggressive pressure on such an issue can only make compromise harder. Any government concession to religious pressure will cause other groups to take note and adopt similarly aggressive posture. Race and religion will become increasingly polarizing and this will harm all of us, especially the minority communities. Hence, after discussing the government's considerations with the PAP MPs, we agreed to take the approach of careful, closed-door discussions because we understand its complexity and sensitivity. This is as enjoined by Ms. Rahayu Mansam just now. For sensitive issues like the wearing of tudung in the workplace where uniforms are required, we continue to have discussions and consultations with the community, our community, especially behind closed doors. Thank you, Chairman. So according to Mr. Masagos, the government's position regarding the donning of tudung uh, by uniform personnel is an inherited legacy from the British government, part of their uniform policy. Then he went on about allowing tudung would introduce very visible uh, religious markers that identifies uh, the wearer as a Muslim. And then he went down the rabbit hole regarding 
uh, implications whereby uh, patients would express preferences over being served by Muslim or non-Muslims uh, nurses. It didn't go down very well with the public. Hence, the backlash that he got from the Muslim community in Singapore was tremendous. To be honest, I find Mr. Masagos in general to be a mild-mannered person. His speeches are normally very uh, calm and sedated. But for some reason, during that speech, he sounded a little bit uh, a little bit fiery. You know? Maybe that also contributed to the backlash. And then Dr. Maliki Osman who is the minister in the Prime Minister's office. He's also the second minister for education and also the second minister for foreign affairs to back up the government's position, uh, cited the grand imam of Al-Azhar's opinion about uh, wearing of the, the uh, prohibition of wearing the tudung in workplace and also regarding about having closed-door discussions. This is an excerpt of Minister Maliki Osman's speech. The Grand Imam of Al-Azhar, His Excellency Dr. Ahmed Al-Taib, spoke, uh, he came to Singapore, he spoke about the Tudong when he, was, when he delivered the Moise lecture in Singapore in 2018. I was the moderator for his session. In response to a question on Tudong not being allowed in certain workplaces, the Grand Imam made it clear that while Islam commands women to wear Tudong, he advised Muslim women against leaving their jobs solely because they are not able to wear it. He advised not to make hijab an issue that determines your life to the extent that you have no choice but to leave your job. And he emphasized that there is a legal maxim in Islam that would permit Muslim women to take off their tudung due to work requirements. So on issues that affect our common space, we must always approach them very carefully. Mr. Fazamanat may not agree with our approach, but this is our approach. Our religious scholars and community leaders support our approach as they understand that these issues, especially those that involve racial and religious sensitivities are complex and any decision on them should not be taken lightly. We must also ensure that our approach in addressing such issues safeguards the harmony between all races and religions in Singapore. As articulated earlier, Mr. Fajamana has previously, in previous occasions, also raised this issue and, and he had articulated before that he's doing so because it's his job as a member of parliament and giving feedback to government. We must know that our role as members of parliament is more than just giving feedback and reflecting public sentiment in the open, even in parliament. Yes, there is nothing that we cannot bring up in parliament. But PAP Muslim MPs also recognise our role as leaders of our communities. As leaders, we must exercise discretion and know the implications of our actions. We are leaders and we have the responsibility to ensure our collective desired outcome as a society and country.
to maintain racial and religious harmony. I'm just going to stop his speech right there because uh, he went on about how why this closed door private discussions is important shouldn't and we shouldn't debate this kind of sensitive issue in public because of the implications so on and so forth so mr maliki is also another mild-mannered minister has a very friendly demeanor so it was quite telling when the speech that he delivered had a very, not very, but had a slightly authoritarian undertone. What he's telling Mr. Faisal was that it is not right for you to raise this issue in parliament. This is a sensitive issue. A lot of things is at stake. You should discuss this behind closed doors in order to maintain the peace. That's how I read it. Like I said earlier, this issue always comes up from time to time and every time when it brought up the government will throw in their uh, heavy hitters to squash the discussion heavy hitters like it it involves people like the, the deputy prime minister or even the prime minister himself to come out give a statement and then once uh they give their statement on the government's position, the discussion is finished and we won't hear about it anymore until uh, the next time when situation permits for it to be brought back up again. But for this time, it was a bit different as so far we haven't heard anything from the Prime Minister or the Deputy Prime Minister. I think they, I'm not sure what they were thinking. Maybe they want to see how this thing manifests. And it culminated, well, I won't say it's culminated, it's still uh, an ongoing discussion. I don't think the story has finished. Uh, but now, the Home Affairs Minister, the so-called hero of the day, Mr. Shamugam, stepped in and gave his opinion on this issue. This is what Minister K. Shamugam had to say on Tuesday, March the 23rd. Ministers Masagos and Maliki spoke about this in Parliament. Minister Masagos said, government empathized with the nurses who, went to, who want to wear the tudo, and that these issues are being discussed with the community as well as others behind closed doors. And that is true. Discussions are going on. Uh, Ustas, I met you, uh, Pergas officers, uh, Ustas Ali and uh, Ustas Pasuni, uh, in this room, 31st of August last year, six months ago, we were sitting at that table having lunch, uh, so in the same mosque. Mm. And you asked me about nurses wearing tudong, and I told you very frankly, we can see good reasons why nurses should be allowed to wear tudong if they choose to do so. And I said this was being discussed internally. And after that, our view, there is likely to be a change. And we are also consulting with the community before we make a change. That is the government's position. We also have discussed with Moise, taken into account uh, the views given by Moise which have been very helpful. 
Mr. Shamugam also added that because the points made by Minister Masagos and Maliki were conducted in a public forum, they had to be more general in their points. Hence, this was all a misunderstanding. In public, we are careful about how all of this is discussed. So on Tudong, Minister Mas said in Parliament, government is empathetic, the matter is being discussed. So what does he mean when he says government is empathetic? It is that we understand the feelings of those who wish nurses to be allowed to wear the tudong. It is to signal flexibility. He didn't say no. Unfortunately, lots of misunderstanding about what the ministers Maas and Maliki have said. The clearest indication of our position is what I said to you six months ago. Minister Maas and I were stating government's position but because he was speaking in parliament, in public, he had to be more general. Whereas I could be more direct with you in uh, private. So Mr. Shamugam has cast a ray of light with regards to this issue that it could be likely that the government might change their position regarding the prohibition of Tudong uh, on nurses. When this issue first came out, like all our all the other uh, podcast channels. I wanted to cover it, but I decided against that because I wanted to see how this thing plays out. Because the way it was going this time round, it wasn't going to end just by Mr. Masagos and Mr. Maliki's uh, speech. Because the backlash and the online uh, discourse regarding... Uh, their opinions has put a significant amount of pressure to the government. I mean, in between, they made some uh, terrorism-related arrests. Some people uh, were quite cynical by uh, by that news, saying that it's, uh, it's a distraction to the main issue at hand. Hence, the Tudong issue didn't didn't die down. So I wanted to wait wait until you know a big hitter like a deputy prime minister or prime minister or Mr. Shamugam. I consider Mr. Shamugam as a, a big hitter in the government to come out and give their views. So what's next after this? It seems that uh, government is going to give themselves a few more months to make their considerations. Prime Minister is going to meet community leaders and hold behind closed door talks. And it's now a wait and see game. The thing is, right, I think the reason why this time this Tudong issue is not going away that easily is because people don't understand why in 2021, the dawning of Tudung by nurses is such a big issue. I think that is the reason why. Because the government hasn't made it clear uh, their reluctance on lifting this prohibition. Like in the past, uh, the reason the government would give is due to operation and safety reasons. But in 2021, that reason doesn't seem to cut anymore because many countries have allowed nurses to wear tudung without any operation or safety issues. So that's why now they are angling it at that it could be 
that it is a perception issue, it's a, a legacy issue. So when they brought up those points to back up their decision, I think that didn't go down too well with the uh, Singapore Muslim community. Even the argument made by Dr. Maliki on the uh, on the uh, opinion of the Grand Imam Al-Azhar doesn't seem to cut it because, I mean, because, you know, the government's always going to adopt a religious maxim that, that supports their agenda. If it doesn't support their agenda, or they won't even bring it up, you know. Mr. Shamugam mentioned that six months ago, in on August the 31st, they had this uh, closed-door discussions regarding uh, the tudung, wearing of the tudung by nurses. Maybe they will come to a decision one year from that initial closed-door discussion. Let's see how it goes. Until then, we will see whether there's going to be any closure for this tudung issue. I don't think it's going to be the end of it. Today is going to be the nurses. Tomorrow, what next? We'll see. We'll see what the how the government is going to navigate through this this time round. All right. Until then, bye bye.